Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Osho Brad, and I am one of the priests with the Dragonfly Sangha. Uh, and I wanted to continue our series of talks this evening <coughs> on the four divine abidings, or Brahma Viharas, uh, and talk about compassion, or Karuna, uh, as it's as it's called. So. When we talk about compassion, uh, what do we mean? Because compassion is a word that we use a lot. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, but in this context, as one of the four divine abidings, it has a very specific meaning. Um, and if we look at the word compassion, even just etymologically, we break that word compassion apart. The word calm means together, uh, and passion means to feel or to suffer, right? So compassion means to feel together or suffer with, right, another person. Um, or as Sensei Tony sometimes will say, uh, passion is to burn, right? We can burn with passion, and so compassion is to burn with. And as we sometimes say, the world is on fire and we're all burning, right? So to have compassion is to burn with someone. And so in this way, compassion is a state of mind that connects us with other people, specifically when people are suffering. Uh, we suffer when the other person is suffering because we recognize that we would suffer in the same situation or we have suffered in the same situation. But there's an added feeling with compassion. And that's to want their suffering to end, just as we wish our own suffering to end when we're experiencing it. So it's an acknowledgement of the fact that the other person <coughs> wants to be happy, just like us. And so we often take action um, when we experience compassion. We want to do something uh, to help the person. Someone falls down, we help them back up, right? We offer support. We do something to help relieve that suffering. Now, what compassion is not is pity. And in my last talk, uh, I talked about the near and far enemies of the Brahma Viharas. <coughs> and the far enemy of compassion is cruelty, the thing opposite compassion is cruelty right but the near enemy the, the enemy that may feel a little similar to compassion is pity right so sometimes we may see someone suffering and think oh I pity that person right the difference between compassion and pity is that pity emphasizes the otherness of suffering thank goodness that isn't happening to me right or I'm better off than that other person who's suffering um, or even, oh, the person, oh, they're going through that because they deserve what they're experiencing, right? And a lot of times we carry with us this dichotomy of good versus bad people. I talked about bucketing the world, right? We, we put people into buckets of, well, they're good people and they're, they're bad people. They've, maybe they've done something wrong to me or they've wronged people around them, right? So when bad things happen to bad people, we say, well, that serves them right. Right? And it's actually trending more towards cruelty. Right? Because now we're wishing ill 
albeit indirectly, on people because we feel they deserve it. And this is why the Brahma Viharas, these divine abidings, are said to be limitless practices, right? Because we want to be able to trust our intentions and not only have compassion towards people who we perceive to be good in our good bucket, right? But to everyone, because our compassion should be boundless and encompass all beings. But for that to take place, compassion needs to start with us needs to start in ourselves and this can be harder than maybe we think because sometimes we think that we don't deserve compassion i'm talking about people deserving things right and, and for instance more and more i hear from my co-workers uh, they're feeling burnt out right they're exhausted the last two years have been challenging and everyone's trying to do their best. They're trying to continue to work in a way that we did before. A lot of us had to, you know, work from home or we lost jobs and had to start over. And we push ourselves, right? A lot of people are pushing themselves and we're comparing ourselves to other people and thinking, oh, I need to do better. You know, uh, uh, that person is dealing with more than me and they're doing fine, so I shouldn't feel bad. I shouldn't feel tired. I should keep, keep going. And we notice our suffering instead of being compassionate and desiring it to end in ourselves we we end up uh, and, and taking action you know to relieve that suffering we're actually telling ourselves to suck it up or we're worried that we're being weak and you you may recall uh, a few weeks ago i did a, a, a i spoke about the transactional model uh, in the Dragonfly Sangha, one of our mindfulness models, the parent-adult-child or transactional model. And I discussed that it can be helpful to identify where some of these, these critical voices are coming from. And oftentimes when we have a critical voice like that, like you're weak, don't stop, you have to be perfect, that's coming from our, our conditioning or the parent um, telling us we need to do better, right? Or we can't screw up. We can't take time to rest or slow down. Right, we have to be perfect. And that results in this, <coughs> this child ego state where now we're, we're afraid. We worry that we'll be worth less if we stop. Um, we have this drive for perfection. But remember the adult voice, which is the voice of our true self, our Buddha nature, always leads with compassion and so it's not this critical angry demanding voice it's the voice um, telling us to acknowledge that we deserve compassion right um, and being compassionate towards ourselves taking action to relieve suffering in ourselves better enables us to <coughs> be compassionate towards other people And so I want to, as I did with loving kindness, share a uh, meditation that you can do uh, to cultivate, to help cultivate compassion. Um, and this comes to us from the Tibetan uh, tradition and it's called Tonglen. Um, and Tonglen means sending and taking. Uh, Tong means sending, 
to, or, or giving, and lend means taking or receiving. So it's sending and taking practice. And in this meditation practice, we visualize taking in the suffering of others and sending out healing and happiness to relieve that suffering. So it's a very compassionate practice. And with any uh, meditation practice, I would advise, you know, first, um, you know, seat yourself uh, on a cushion, in a chair, uh, if that's useful or, or, or uh, possible for you. And start to sit with your breath. Abide with the breath to start. And this is to better become aware of your body. Allow your body to settle. And let your thoughts settle. Right? Sometimes when we think, oh, I, I need to meditate because I'm feeling agitated. And then we try to uh, focus really hard. And we don't give ourselves that time to let that agitation kind of settle. So begin by abiding with the breath. And then, once you've settled, start to visualize um, breathing in suffering, but really just breathing in darkness, heaviness, or coldness. And then you breathe out light and lightness and warmth. And you sink your breathing with that inhalation of darkness an exhalation of light and you let that kind of come naturally to you and once you start to have that rhythm of breathing in the darkness and breathing out the light you start to think of someone who might need help someone who you know is suffering and this can be you this can be yourself maybe you're experiencing suffering and this practice is just as useful uh, for, for you. And as you inhale and breathe in, you take in that person's suffering. You breathe in their pain and any pain they might be feeling, any hurt or any sadness. And then as you exhale, you exhale compassion and healing. You send them everything that they need to feel better health and happiness and comfort and light and warmth and you keep doing this you're breathing in their suffering and exhaling compassion and you're transforming that suffering into happiness you're not just taking that suffering in and then keeping it and adding it into yourself but you're taking it away from the other person transforming it and you're giving them healing and relief and as with the, the loving-kindness meditation that we talked about a few weeks ago, you can begin to extend this from just one person. Maybe you start with yourself and then you move out to another person, maybe who's going through something similar. And then maybe you extend that to everyone who's going through that thing. Everyone who's experiencing that particular kind of cause of suffering. And you emanate that out further and further. Um, to anyone else who might be in that situation. And the reason that we practice like this, and the reason that we look to, <coughs> pardon me, develop compassion, is to acknowledge our connection 
with the world. We see that we're all the same in our desire to be free of suffering. We admit to ourselves that we also desire to be happy and not suffer. Even if, if we or the other person, quote unquote, did something to deserve what they're experiencing, that doesn't change the fact that they don't want to suffer, they don't want to be happy, that we don't want to suffer, we don't want to be happy. Right? And, and to make this compassion limitless for our hearts and mind to be, you know, places where the Brahmas live, the Brahma Viharas, right? The divine abidings. We, we can't let that compassion be limited to our perception of who's good or bad, right? And those buckets. Because we're all Buddhas. We all want to be happy. We all deserve compassion. And by developing this state of mind in ourselves, we will naturally move more nobly through the world. We'll act compassionately when we encounter suffering. Instead of merely feeling pity towards people uh, from a place of privilege and, and otherness, or wishing cruelty from a place of anger or separation. And we can be a Buddha to everyone around us. And in so doing, hopefully make the world a, a bit better of a place. So, as always, I hope you found these words helpful. Um, if you'd like to learn more about our practice in the Dragonfly Sangha or would like someone to talk to uh, about compassion or, or anything that's on your mind, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us uh, at AskSenseiTony.com or DragonflySangha.com. And I hope that all of you have a great week. And uh, thank you. <laughs>